Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Hey, last show of the year here, so I wanted to do something a little bit special, and I've been thinking about how do I do that. I thought maybe we could bring on a special guest, maybe we could have a special topic, Kept racking my brain, couldn't really come up with anything until, honestly, just now as I walked into the office. I was thinking I could do maybe like a top five things that you need to think about as this new decade approaches. We're about to head into the 20s, and I've seen a few memes on LinkedIn talking about that as well. But it's a new decade, which means this is a, people think of this as a fresh start, and it's funny how human beings attach themselves to specific dates or specific moments in time because when it really comes down to it you can reinvent or change yourself at any time or you can make adjustments or shifts in your thinking at any time but we tend to do them at new years and even more so on new decades (laughs) it's just a little quirk of humans but because of that I figured Maybe a top five lists of trends to follow in this next decade could be a fun show topic. But as I walked through the door, literally as I was putting the key in my office this morning at 7.30 in the morning, I'm a little late by the way, sorry that the podcast will be a few minutes late this morning. But as I was putting the key in the door, I got to thinking, everyone does a top five list or a top ten list There's really one thing that people should be focusing on. If I could boil it down to one thing, what would it be? If you could make one change in the 20s, in the 2020s, the new decade, what would that be? So it's something that we've been working on and thinking about for over a year here at the agency anyways. And that is attention. And attention starts with story. And that's why we actually put this book together, the 16 stories that sell memberships. We put that book together earlier this year. We actually worked on it for quite some time, finally finished it off later in the year, and we started shipping them out. By the way, if you want a copy of that book, 16 stories that sell memberships, just shoot me an email, gabe at privateclubagency.com. I will send you a complimentary copy for your club because I want to make sure that every club sees this book. I think it's a very very important lesson that all clubs need to know. And so I don't want money to stand in the way of you getting that knowledge. So just shoot me an email, I'll send you one. But why stories? We wrote that book because if you want attention, you've got to tell a compelling story. There's 16 ways to do that in that book. But it it boils down to attention. And beyond that, I think the 2020s will really boil down to attention online. If you've seen one of my keynotes, if you've seen me speak somewhere in the world in the last three years, one of the main points I've tried to make is that if you're not relevant online, you don't matter. The example I give, the slide I always put up is a forest of trees. We always hear the expression, a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, did it really even happen? Well, that's what it is for attention online. If you're not relevant, if people aren't telling your story 
or if you're not telling your story online and people aren't seeing it, then you will not be relevant. You will not be part of the conversation that's happening because all of the conversations are happening now online. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that one out. Walk into any restaurant, any library, any bookstore, and mostly people are on their phones. <laughs> they could be sitting at a table of uh, you know, four friends and three of them are on their cell phones. That's where the attention is. And that's where you need to tell your story online, number one. But why is that so important? Why is the piece of advice I'm about to give you going to change the entire private club industry and really every industry in the 2020s? Well, many of you probably have a smart device in your home, a virtual assistant like an Amazon Alexa or a Google Home. If you're an iPhone user, you certainly have Siri preloaded onto your phone or your iPad or your computer. Anything Mac has Siri built into it, right? The proliferation of these devices is getting more and more and more market penetration every single day. Every new car that rolls off an assembly line, basically, basically every car, whether it's compact, luxury, no matter, nowadays, has Apple CarPlay built into it or Android Auto or both. Now, here is why this is so important to know and to pay attention to what's going on. I want you to think about the first time you ever logged into the internet. I think I my first time was probably back in 1995 or 6, probably 96, when I first really logged into the internet. I got my first Hotmail account, if you remember Hotmail, back in 1996 in my high school's computer class. So if you remember those days, you remember things like Netscape and... Yahoo was just coming out and a few other search engines and you could type a type something into that search engine you'd get a listing of results. Then Google came along and they got really really good at search engine results, right? You could type in anything you were thinking about and probably within two or three pages you'd find what you were looking for. It might not be the first result or even on the first page, but if you went to the second page or third page you'd probably find what you were looking for. And that was actually a lot better than what existed previously because oftentimes you just never find what you were actually looking for, that question you wanted answered. So Google got really good at answering questions, queries. That's why we call it a search query because every search really is just a question that someone's asking. So you'd find it within, like I said, two or three pages. And then Google a couple years later, kind of shifted its algorithm and got even smarter. Almost always, you could just type in a search. And there used to be, if you remember, a am feeling lucky button. I don't know if you remember that from, from the old days in Google. You could hit that button and, and you'd, you'd probably go to the page you're actually looking for. <laughs> I thought that was so cool. But you'd certainly find that re- uh, within the first page, you would certainly find what you were looking for without a doubt. 
Google got that good. Today, Google is probably as good as within one or two search results. The first or second is probably exactly what you were looking for. That's how good their algorithm has got. But that's all about to change completely. (laughs) There isn't pages and pages of search results that people look through anymore, right? Generally, if you do a a Google search today, you're going to get it right on the first page within the first few results. But with voice search, when you're using an assistant like an Amazon Alexa or a Siri device, there's only one answer to the question. If you've ever studied game theory, this is called a zero-sum game. There is one winner and the rest are losers. There's no participation trophies in a zero-sum game. And that's what search is becoming. When I ask my Amazon Alexa, what is the best restaurant in Tampa? There's one answer to that question. There's not pages and pages of results for me to choose from. Sometimes there might be two or three, but most often there's one answer to that question. Whatever the question is that someone's asking, what's the best country club near me? What's the best private club in my town? Who's the best teaching professional? Those are questions people are asking online and now they've got choices, but very soon there will not be choices. And we're right in the middle of that shift here as the 2020s begin, where some people are using the audio assistants almost exclusively and others are still searching quite a bit online. Now, I have a crazy theory that I think phones will drastically change in the next decade. I don't think we're going to have screens like we do now. I think there's going to be a lot more wearable devices, uh, smaller devices like I'm wearing an iWatch right now on my wrist. And there's not a very big screen there, but I can ask Siri lots of questions to get answers. And and there's a couple, you know, things I can do, but there's not even a a really a, a web browser on my watch. Wearables are going to be huge in 2020. I think people are just now starting to it's starting to catch on. This is something that was been happening for years and the industry's been pushing, but the people have been pushing back against it, but now I think the the tide's starting to shift there. So you might be wearing glasses, you might be wearing Apple glasses or Google glasses, or you might have a watch, or you might just have an earbud in your ear. And you may not need a phone. That's, you know, my theory, but I think that's going to happen. I think people's eyes are are hurting from looking at screens too long. But whether or not that happens, more and more people are going to be using these assistants in their car as they're driving. Until we get self-driving cars, you still got to look out, <laughs> out the windshield. And it's much easier when you're working out, when you're running, when you are staring out the windshield of your car as you're driving to listen to something. But people are always going to have questions, and there's more and more questions being asked by the minute, by the day, by the year. More and more questions are being asked. And so what technology companies are having to do is find better and more efficient ways to answer those questions. All right, so what have we established? We have established that there's not as many results as there used to be. There's one or two answers to every question, and really it's a zero-sum game. There's eventually going to be one answer to every question that's asked. And this is happening at a very, very, very 
rapid pace. How do the search engines determine who is the number one result? Who is the answer to the question? The short answer to that very long question is whoever tells the best story. That's, again, why we wrote the book, 16 Stories That Sell Memberships. Because story is everything in the 2020s, in my opinion. If you have people telling your story for you because you've told such a compelling story to begin with, you are going to be the answer to that question. And here is why. Right now, I would ask you to do a Google search. Search anything. Search best golf club in your city. So for me, it'd be best golf club in Tampa and see what comes up. I guarantee you, if you type that into Google right now, the first result is not going to be, I'm doing it right now, actually. I'm going to type in best golf club in Tampa, in Tampa. The first result is not an ad. Because remember, you used to be able to pay for the ads above the natural search results. Before the organic results, you could actually buy an ad with Google AdWords. It's not an ad. It's not the first organic result. It's a listing of a map. It's a map listing with ratings. People are rating golf courses in the area. So... When I said it's important that people are telling your story for you, that's what I mean. The golf club that has the most five-star ratings will be the answer to the question when someone asks their smart device, who's the best? So if you've got a hundred five-star ratings, maybe a you know, 10 four-star ratings in there and a couple people who didn't like it and maybe your average is 4.8 and you've got 100 of those ratings, you're going to be the answer to the question, the query. If you are the club that's got 25 five-star ratings, 25 people told your story for you, then you're not going to exist. You're not going to be the answer. No one's going to have ever heard of you It's going to be like your club doesn't exist. This is the new word of mouth, by the way. Clubs for for 100 years now have relied on word of mouth, right? Member referrals, word of mouth, me telling my neighbor that this is a great club to join. That does not exist in 2020 and beyond, right? Because people are online. If no one's talking about you online, you don't exist. No one's standing around a water cooler and chatting anymore. Have you been in an office lately? (laughs) People don't sit around water coolers. The people that work for me have headphones in. They're staring at their computer, doing their work, and they're hardly even talking, which honestly, I would like it to be a little bit more collaborative around here. But that's the modern office. Maybe they chat on their lunch break, but that's about it. People are talking online. So if they're not talking about you online, if they're not rating and reviewing your club, then you don't exist. So that's my tip for 2020. If you want to dominate the conversation, you've got to tell your story better than the next guy. Again, why I wrote the book, why I'm giving you this book free because I care about you. I I could easily charge for this book. All my books, I've sold thousands of copies 
to clubs around the world. This one I'm giving you. So you'd be a fool really not to take it. And by the way, if you're outside the United States, because we have a lot of listeners to this show outside the U.S., just I'll send you a PDF copy. You know, I want you to have this information. I don't want the the distance to stand in the way. I don't want money to stand in the way. I want every club to have this information. It's absolutely critical you tell your club story. You aren't scared to tell it. You're not nervous to put information out online. If you've got members now in 2020 that are saying, we've got to stay private. We can't let anyone know about what we're doing. This is a member by referral club only. I think you're making a big mistake. Now, if you're a, a Medina, you're a Baltusrol, you're a huge, you know, name your best club in the city club. Yeah, those guys can coast a little bit. They can rely more on word of mouth. They can rely on legacy memberships. But for everyone else, which is 98% of clubs out there in the world, they've got to do a little bit of work. They've got to tell the story. So don't let your members fool you into thinking or somehow dominate the conversation at the next committee meeting that you've got to be silent. You, can, you cannot afford to be silent. And if, if you want, have them call me because I'm happy to tell them otherwise and show them the data. Because that's what we do here. We actually look at data and we follow trends. We're not making decisions based on personal opinions, <laughs> which happens way, 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 way too much in boardrooms. And I've seen it happen. And you have too, I'm sure. So have them call me. I'm happy to get on the phone and talk to them and, and, and ring them by the neck and show them the numbers. But that's the most critical thing that you can do in 2020, from 2020 to 2029, is to tell your story, to tell it in a compelling way, and to get people to tell your story for you. That's the end game, is to get people to tell your story for you. What do I mean by that? Write the reviews. Get people to write the reviews. That doesn't just have to be members, by the way. That can be guests of the club. That can be staff of the club, I would have it mandated that every staff member at my club write a review about what it's like to work there and how much they like working there and what they love about the club and about their job. That's that's just as important to Google or to Yahoo or Bing or any other search engine out there. That's just as important. And, and really, <laughs> I said Yahoo, they're, they're not really relevant. We're talking about Amazon and Google basically now, maybe, maybe Bing. Guests are coming to your club all the time. What's your strategy to get them to leave a review? Do you have a strategy in place? If not, put one in place. Please, please, please. I beg you, put one in place. You can offer an incentive for people to do it. I would do that. I, I've, I've done it in the past, in fact. At my own agency, I gave people a, a discount if they would leave a review. So a discount on their next order from us if they would leave a review. When someone... Uh, pays us online via our online invoicing system. They can pay an invoice. And the thank you message is, thank you so much. We enjoyed working with you. If you if you did as well, please leave us a review. Click here. We made it super simple. We created links. I'd reach out to your members. Not all at once, not in some big mass blast, but five or ten maybe a week. Ask them, please leave us a review. Leave us a five-star review. Five stars important, by the way. Leave us a five-star review. 
and reach out to five of them. Two, two of them will probably take the time to do it. And that's what you want to see. You want to see a steady trickle. You don't want a one big, massive hundred people co- come in there because then the, the search engines and the algorithms are on to you. They know you're trying to game the system. But just have a little steady stream, two or three a week. Ask a couple employees. Don't ask. Make sure that they do it. (laughs) Ask a a couple of your members, five, ten of your members, and a few of them will do it. And have people tell your story. (laughs) Why do you love the club? What's your best? And give them, by the way, give them questions like this. Please tell us on, you know, on Google, please tell us what your most important memory was at the club what your favorite thing to do at the club is you know you got to write the script for people make it easy for them we are all busy we're all getting hundreds of emails a day and more so make it really simple for them to do it and that's my advice that's my one piece of advice that if you make sure you focus on telling your club story in 2020 and getting people to write the reviews you're going to be successful in this next decade. But remember, it's a zero-sum game. So if you're not, or if you're going to do it only halfway, you're going to lose. You're not going to be relevant. And you probably won't be bothering to listen to this podcast in 2030 because you won't be open to do so. That's the last podcast of 2019. I hope you enjoyed it, or at least I hope it made you think. And I hope to hear about the strategy that you put in place at your club in 2020. I'll catch you back here next year. Until then, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Concert Golf Partners, helping to preserve and enhance private golf and country clubs. Visit ConcertGolfPartners.com to learn more about the recapitalization process 